0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The following is a paid program.
1: All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. I am Rich Orris, home consultant with Mosby Building Arts and also your host of Right at Home with Rich for the next hour. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I've got a full hour today. We've got bathrooms, bathrooms, and more bathrooms. Yes, today for me and for you is bathroom day. Let's converse on the reasons to remodel it design ideas. I've got most valuable trends. Uh, I've got some details you need to know about remodeling and mistakes to avoid all inside of your bathroom. And as always, you can call in today and ask my advice on any of your remodeling questions. The number you need, 314-241-9797. Far away or over on the Illinois side, we got 866-455-9797. And keep in mind, when you call in today, you are eligible for that $25 Stephanie's gift card. Not only is their Steph's Special Pizza the best pizza in St. Louis, well, at least in my opinion, but we're talking an entire menu of authentic Italian food. I promise you, you are going to love it. The number you need, write this down, 314 314- and make sure you leave us your phone number so I can contact you when you're the big winner. And uh, as always, halfway through the show, I will bring up my uh, right at home hack. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned for this one today. And also today, my question for everyone out there, my question for you is, is what do you think the median age of homes in the United States is? So if you think you got a guest on the average age of a home in the United States, give us a call. You'll get your your name in that hat for that Stephanie's gift card at the end of the show. Give me a call with your guests, 314-241-9797. And uh, I also thought I would just maybe start off today kind of going over the why. You know, something we're doing at Mosby all the time as as I visit people and take a look at their homes and their projects, you know, really getting the answer to the why of, of what you're doing and what are some of your reasons, you know, for doing it. So when we look at, you know, a bathroom, and no matter how long you've, you've lived in your home, you know, the idea of updating your home, We'll all you know will definitely cross your mind at some point. It pretty much does everybody's and that kind of plays into that median age, the average age of a of a home in the United States. but you spend a lot of time, you know in your bathroom. you've got a lot that you you know do in there, you, a lot of needs for the bathroom space. And so when when we go out and we're visiting and, and we're seeing people, you know as I come into homes, you know some of the some of the reasons i see that people call in about their bathrooms not in any particular order but you know a big one is certainly that the bathroom has you know a water leak there's some you know it's older there's so, some plumbing issues and there's you know obvious concerns for homeowners you know when this stuff starts to happen um, and so they're looking at, well, while I'm, you know, correcting plumbing issues, while, while I'm, you know, getting things fixed up, then maybe it's time to just kind of update. And if we need to fix the drain under the sink, maybe it's time for a new cabinet and top and, you know, things like that, kind of that killing, uh, two birds with one stone deal, um, going through. And cause sometimes you gotta tear out some walls and you gotta take out some, some vanities or even, you know, remove a tub or something to get these drain lines fixed. When you get into really older homes and you're into the mud set floors and, and the plaster walls, it, it gets even more difficult and, you know, you can really, you can end up with a plumbing pipe running through a concrete mud set floor from one side to the other and you are ripping out, you know, tile and and four or five inches of concrete just to get this pipe replaced. And so sometimes these leaks in, in really older homes can get you into quite the um, bathroom remodel, with, whether you kind of like it or not. Um, so, you know, thinking of that plaster is is the plaster, you know, coming apart, getting old, drywall peeling, things like that. Moisture problems in the home, in the bathroom. Improper ventilation is always a big big thing that people are calling us about and trying to figure out why do I have mold around the edges or in my shower? And so they're doing a lot of, you know, fixing and and updating for that reason. Um, Probably one of the most populars, you know, is your house just simply outdated? Um, You know, falls into that question of that median, you know, home age. Um, Homes are older than, than we think. So they just need to be updated and they're just no longer in style and, and you know, not visually appealing anymore. So, you know, they just get into, I, I don't really have issues. I don't really have leaks. Um, my moisture seems to be okay, but I just want to update my space and, and make it, you know, nicer and more appealing for me. Um, so in in a big one that comes across and one that we deal with at Mosby all the time, because we're talking about low thresholds, get in and out and no steps into the shower and, you know, accessibility kind of options in, in the bathroom, you know, so a, a big need for why people would remodel their bathroom is, you know, their particular changing needs, you know, in life, um, wheelchairs and grab bars and you know, getting older means that things just change. Your, your needs change, your eyes change, your mobility changes. So aging in place becomes, you know, more of the topic. How can you remain in your home, you know, longer? The, the functionality of your layout and, and how do you utilize that? And, and do you use the tub and maybe you, you replace that for a walk-in shower with, with little or no step? You know, these are all kind of modern and traditional things that we do as we age in our bathrooms to, you know, get the benefits of being able to stay in the home longer. And that is certainly a, one of the big reasons. You know, people call into us, look into our right bath, um, and 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 all of that is they're they're really thinking changes. How do I change my bathroom for my needs? And it's something we can help, you know, everybody out with. So I definitely invite everyone out there. You know, you can give Right Bath a call at 314-909-1820 and find out exactly what we do and how we're all about. We'd love to come out and see your projects, see your bathroom. And I'd also, for today, I think we'll go ahead and get into our first break here, And but I want to invite you on that question. What do you think the the average age of a home in the United States is? Bring in your guests, and you, you'll get on the, the list for that gift card. Give me a call, 314-241-9797. It's up! All right, we are back. I am so excited today. I have so much bathroom information for you, but I want to get into some calls and I want to get you guys involved in this for sure. So, again, that question if you have a guess at the average age of a home in the United States, feel free to give me a call, take a guess, get in on that gift card 314 241 9797 or if you have anything else that you know you you want to ask me about, you want advice on about anything going on around your house, remodeling, maybe some DIY remodeling you're doing or if you're having something done or planning on something, let's get in, let's have a conversation about that. And if you're over in Illinois or far away, 866-455-9797 or around St. Louis, 314-241-9797. And so I thought I would get into, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have out there in our industry. Um, and I know, Eric, you've been doing this, like, with your vanity and your bathroom and stuff and trying to, you know, get some stuff remodeled and trying to figure out some ideas um, and so some design ideas for for smaller bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, the small bathroom, and, and I was kind of talking last week with, with the designers I had on about trying to design a whole house with my son, you know, when he was taking an architecture class in high school and how hard it was. So when you look at the a little bitty bathroom, and yeah. you think, all right, think of all the things that you need in that bathroom. You need to function. You need storage. You need, you know, to shower. You need all these different things going on. How do you fit that, you know, in, in such a small space and and how do you make it work and, and, you know, the different things that you're trying to figure out in a tiny space. It's definitely one of the bigger challenges, you know, for us and for our designers and, and everything else. And, and what do you do in, in such? Because bathrooms are small. It's not enough to go just look at a catalog of vanities and say, hey, that one looks okay. And slap
0: yeah. it in there and it's like, oh, wait, but the bathroom doesn't work. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't get around well. And so one of the first design ideas that that we've got for smaller bathrooms is actually involving the vanities. The first two actually um, is one is a, a more of a round vanity. Using something with curves is particularly smaller than rectangle square um, so, it'll leave a little more kind of air room space around that bathroom to get around using something that's a rounded edge. And then you've got no corners or anything like that that you got to worry about, you know, bumping into. Um, another one with the vanity to try and gain space is a corner vanity. Turn it and put it in the corner, and you can really, it definitely gets smaller but you can, you know, get more of a path to move around and, and get in and out of the shower and, you know, work inside of that, uh, that bathroom for you. Um, so another one, the third one that I have here is um, skip, just kind of skip the vanity altogether and go to a wall-mounted sink. Um, this is something they did years and years ago, and it definitely... Creates some open air, you know, area to to walk in and out, and won't crowd your walkway. If you just have a simple wall-mounted, and then it just feels even, you know, bigger in there. Um, and another idea for trying to gain some countertop space would be a wall-mounted faucet. When you put your faucet in the wall, you can actually add around four four six inches or so to the usable surface of that sink top not having that right you know in the actual countertop so it'll it'll create some a little bit of more space in a particularly uh, small area Um, one of my favorites that that we've done a few times that I really really like is the wall-mounted toilet the wall-mounted toilet is really cool um, and it saves space in a couple ways because all the plumbing parts are inside they're, they're behind the wall so the toilet doesn't extend out into the room nearly as far as a traditional toilet with a tank and you know everything on there um, and, and the other cool thing is it literally floats above the floor makes cleaning so much easier you know around that area and it really. The other cool thing is you can set your height, so you don't even have to be like adult height. You don't have. You can figure out the optimal height for you, and you can put that toilet actually at the perfect seat height. It's really cool, actually. Um, a lot more involved in getting it, you know, mounted and installed. And um, I, I will warn people that um, in in most bathrooms, are typical smaller five by eight bathrooms the plumbing stack is almost always directly behind the toilet and you will have to move that around the toilet tank and everything that goes inside the wall in order to get that wall mounted you know toilet and so a lot of a lot of contractors a lot of people just try and avoid that because they just don't want to get into all that work oh we don't we can't really do that um, so a, another option is a, like kind of a wall shelf, like a vertical wall shelving. You can kind of put something between, you know, the vanity and, uh, your, your medicine cabinet. You can kind of run it over by the toilet or over the toilet area to kind of get things off of your, your countertop and up onto there, create a little more countertop space um, and all of that or higher up, you can put some other, you know, wall shelving over the toilet or a cabinet over the toilet um, to, to have more space to, you know, store things and put things. And, you know, one thing that is, is another kind of more major construction thing is, you know, doors that don't swing in small spaces, having a glass shower door that doesn't swing doors require about two and a half feet to swing into the room. So either the door coming in the bathroom, making it a pocket door, or if you don't have wall space, maybe, you know, inside the wall, making it a barn style on the outside of the bathroom or doing a shower door that doesn't swing out into the room or a stationary glass panel or, or a sliding door would, would help out a lot, you know, on that, uh, that bathroom there. So, um, I think we're going to get, I'm going to go to the phones real quick to Mark and let's see what, uh, Mark's got going for us today. Hey, Mark, thanks for calling. Are you with us? I am. Thanks very much. No problem. Yeah, You're I'm, welcome. What do you got? I'm doing a DIY. Um, and I've
2: gone with, uh, I think I'm going to do an Onyx pan and make it a little wider. Um, just cause I'm a big boy and, uh, I think that'll make the most sense. And then <laughs> I'm going to do kind of what you recommended corner sink to save some room and then uh, allow the toilet to be moved over just a little bit to allow for that extra wide shower yeah but my main question for today is and you know i'm getting you know from all the expert installers it seems to be a personal preference but what do you recommend or what do your installers feel the difference between using hardy board and the cement board as far as framing in the shower
1: Um, so, or it depends a lot on what you're putting on the shower walls, the, the actual material. Um, Uh so are you doing a ceramic tile? I am just going to do a regular ceramic tile on the walls. Okay. So I would recommend going to, um, definitely not the cement board, um, and going towards a sealed system on those walls where so so at mosby we use a product called weedy it's w-e-d-i and it actually Uh is a nice smooth you know wall wall panel um and and you can seal it you use like urethane and all this stuff to actually seal those walls up when you do a shower niche like recessed inside the wall with that tile that's the most common spot that you start to get leaks and you start to get your grout cracking and you've got a flat surface and that's kind of inside your wall cavity. So with that weedy system, they make a a shower niche that goes into the wall, but it's kind of flanged to the face of the wall and then seals into the wall system. So if you get a leak in that inside of that shower niche where you put your soap bottles and everything, it will not get inside the framing of the wall. So personally, if you could, I would go a little far and above both of those products. But on the food chain, I would say the, the hardy stuff over the um, cement board for sure. And then if you can graduate up towards something even more sealed than that, um, like the weedy boards or something like that, I would definitely recommend going up as far as that. Um, and that'll really protect behind that tile.
2: Outstanding. Thank you. I, I had heard, hadn't heard of that product, and uh, that's just something else to explore. Thank yeah, you yeah. very much.
1: You are very welcome. Look it up online, um, W-E-D-I, and uh, it is definitely a great product for behind ceramic tile, and um, they, they also there's a shower base, too, that you can get out of the same material that seals and everything if you're deciding to tile the actual shower floor. But um, so for now, we're going to get into, we've got our hard break here that I don't get to avoid or push off. So Kim, if you could hold the line, I will get to you and also have my ride at home hack when we return.
3: All
1: right, we are back. And as promised, I'm going to go straight to, uh, to Kim here on the line and uh, get to your question. Kim, are you with us? And what do you have going on?
3: Yes, I'm with you. Thanks and, for calling. Um, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having the show. I always learn a lot listening to it.
1: Awesome. Hey, I really appreciate that. So, so what do you need today?
3: Well, our house is about 25 years old, and um, the uh, one of the smaller bedrooms backs up to or shares a wall with the master bath. And I've noticed lately, and I don't know if I just didn't notice it before, but it seems worse. Um, like if you flush the toilet in the master bathroom, it sounds really, really loud um, through the wall into you know, like if you're in the second bedroom. Um, also, um, if you're uh, if you flush the master bathroom toilet. I noticed it also seems uh, pretty loud in the third bedroom, too. Like loud enough, if somebody was in there sleeping, it's loud enough to wake somebody up. And I just wondered, can that change over time? And is there anything we can do about it to make Um, it quieter?
1: So how old did you say your house was again?
3: Only about about 25 years old.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, in the bathroom backs up to a bedroom. Is that what you said? Correct. Okay. So, yeah, boy, um, the, the real hard part is that you've got plumbing, you've got plastic, you know, PVC plumbing pipes and they, one of the downfalls to, you know, the benefit is they last a lot longer, you know, they can last longer than cast iron and all that, but Mm -hmm. they're, they're way noisier than cast iron. They expand and contract. They'll make a knocking noise sometime, Uh um, so it's really very hard to change the, the sound level, you know, because there's way more sound that comes out of that plastic than um, okay. like a, a metal, like a cast iron pipe. Um, so really the, the, the only thing you could do is try and insulate somehow and, and maybe even making the, the bedroom on the other side that you could hear so much um, mm-hmm. making it smaller by ways of like adding a wall that's insulated really well and do some sound deadening you okay. know um to that but i gotta tell you the the other problem you're gonna have is a lot of that might be coming through the floor also so oh, okay. you know when you when that stack drops down you've got the floor of the bathroom and the floor of the bedroom and they're connected and the floor joists run through. And if any of that sounds coming from that floor, you may end up to try and really negate that sound going through the floor, like uh, either taking up, you know, the, the carpet and, and the the plywood and doing some kind of insulation there or mm-hmm. coming through um, drywall or hope maybe if it's an unfinished basement, if you're on like a ranch, then you could go downstairs and try and, You know, insulate, you know, down at the floor level, also because I don't want to trick you into thinking, wow, let's just double layer this wall, add some insulation, and it's going to be wonderful. And then you've still got it coming through the floor. So it could be a pretty big job to try and, you know, minimize the sound of those pipes. Okay. So, all right.
3: Yeah. I had thought about just wrapping stuff because it is a ranch with an unfinished basement. So there's some, there's some insulation wrapping that we could probably do
1: but yeah i would try that first in the basement just to see if it helps at all um and 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 that would you know you just kind of progress into the bigger larger jobs okay you know to see how they work out i would start there and and see how it does you know just buy some insulation that you could just wrap directly around the pipes and see where it takes you all
3: right thank you
1: all right no problem you're welcome thanks for calling um, definitely something we deal with quite a bit. And, um, we've got, uh, Robert on the line. So let's go ahead and get to Robert here. Are you with us? What do you got going on, Robert?
0: Hi, right, Rich. Right in the middle of a two bathroom remodels, guest and master. Um, uh, guest is almost done, but I'm moving into the master now. And my question is this, I need to pull out the, in the, in the, uh, shower. It's a four by three shower, uh, size. I need to pull out the tile floor, the pan and replace all of that and probably two layers of the tiling that's already in there after you do the floor
1: uh-huh uh,
0: So that's, the, that's one issue and the other issue is I need a new enclosure on that four by three shower and I'm moving into a, a more updated brush nickel with a swing door, blah blah blah. but is there which an average cost? I mean is there a range or an average rule of thumb on the cost for the tile floor replacement in the pan as well as the enclosure that you've seen
1: um not really um and cost is is really really hard because it it lies so much on the 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 size of the the person or the company that you're using and you know the the business model type that they actually have um, and, right. to, and to kind of explain that a little bit, like I was literally just talking about this same thing with a client, um, yesterday and, um, or day before yesterday, I think, but anyway, and we were talking about, she remodeled her bathroom and, and we were talking about a few other projects and she was like, wow, it seems like you've got more cost, you know, than what I'm used to. And then I, so I kind of got into, well, how did you perform that, that hall bath, you know, well, she paid the the person the labor to do it and she bought all the materials and they even stubbed up pipes to the to the second floor for a future bathroom did you pull permits no okay well you've done you know what I mean so when you get into these different business models I'm like you know a company like Mosby is going to be probably twice (laughs) what that person is you know easily right Um, so. It, it really depends on that business model and the type of, you know, company warranty, all that stuff. It can range so much. It's like shopping for a car. You could find one at a junkyard for 75 bucks. It's got four wheels. It might get you there once or twice or 10 times, or you could buy one for hundreds of thousands, you know? Right. So, so yeah, the cost of that yeah. is definitely very, very hard. What I look at is the type of materials to say, you know which installations are harder or easier. Um, you know a good middle road shower enclosure is um, that onyx material that Mark earlier was talking about using for his shower floor. Um, you can use that on the walls too for a shower enclosure, and that's kind of a mid range. You know it's not cheap. It's not fiberglass. It, it you know it's it's a good solid material with a great warranty. And it's less expensive and easier to install than, and has less maintenance than like a ceramic tile. So there's, you know, that's what kind of guides me usually in that cost, you know, answer there.
0: But, but Rich, the enclosure is only the, the, the door where you walk in and then uh, four foot down to the wall. The rest of it's that's just glass. Oh, you're so talking about the, enclosure.
1: the shower door itself?
0: No, I'm talking about the shower door and the the, the piece of glass. It goes back to the wall, so mm-hmm. if you've got on two sides. You got glass on two sides. Oh, okay, yeah, so this, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not talking to freestanding. This is up against the wall. It's in the corner okay. of the bathroom. Okay, I mean, so right, when I look online, they say, well, you can spend anywhere from one thousand to three thousand.
1: Yeah, no, that's probably about right for for a a glass you know unit like that. Um, depending on if you go with like the three ace thick, that'll have less metal, the more metal, the, the cheaper it'll cost the less metal and the thicker, the glass, the more it's going to cost. Um, so, so yeah, I'd say you're probably, that's probably a decent range for what they're talking about.
0: Yeah. We're just doing like a a B level, B plus level, not, not a plus. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm leaving the house in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, so you should be able to be in that 1, thousand fifteen hundred range, do like a what they call a semi frameless, where it has more frame around it, but not so much on the door and stuff like that, and it's a quarter inch thick glass instead of the three eighths, so that brings the cost down a little bit. Um, that's what I would look for is is a you know a semi frameless type of unit. Um, so we do a lot of that type of stuff with H and H glass. Um, they're, yeah. they're a good company that could come out and, you know, look them up and they could take a look at it and tell you what that cost would be for that.
0: Rich, when you, when you uh, demolish the flooring and pull out the pan and all that stuff and put in all the new materials for, you know, keeping everything dry, is that very labor intensive to do a pan and a shower four by three?
1: Um, you're talking about putting ceramic tile on the shower floor.
0: Correct. We're pulling out the stuff that's in it now and, all, and the pan below it.
1: Yeah, so so it is, depending on um, what type of product and process you use, it can be pretty labor-intensive to do that. But what I, the other thing I was going over with, with um, Mark on the, the type of shower wall backing and all that is that weedy yeah. panels, yep. the, that weedy makes a shower floor, too. And basically what happens is you're paying way more for your shower floor and your walls and everything, but the installation is is way simpler um, of that right. shower base. So they make, you know, you can order it any size you want, and they, they slope it to the drain, and you basically install this, adhere everything to it, and then you can put your tile right on it, your drain right in there. It'll all work and function like it should, and it's less right. labor, more material. Or you go to the cheaper materials, do your mud set pan, rubber liners, all that stuff. Much harder to do, takes way more experience, um, and, and takes way more labor, but costs less than you know those weedy panels. So I would suggest, like I told Mark, look up that weedy material, W-E-D-I, and look at those shower floors and stuff, and that may be an easy way for you to do that.
0: Yeah, so you're recommending you'll hire on the materials and, and less on the labor with the weedy material. Problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Great. risk
1: Definitely. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for the call. Great questions there, and we've had quite a few great questions today, and everybody's got their name in that that hat for that Stephanie's gift card. So. I'm kind of pressured up against a break here, but um, got some calls, didn't get that hack in, but I will get that hack in at the end of the show here in the last segment for sure. Stay tuned for that. All right, we are back. Oh, man, this flies through. Very little time left. If you have anything, you can feel free to to give me a shout, 314-241-9797. I will certainly try and fit you in, but the thing I... Definitely have to fit in here before the show ends is my right at home hack. I got a great one, I feel, today. And today I just kind of went with some some things that, you know, in the industry we've been doing tricks. And, and you know, we're always at Mosby thinking about, you know, the motto is kind of smarter, quicker, faster, better. You know, how do you do things? So today I'd like to take just some regular around-the-home tasks and see if I can make them a little bit easier for you. Everybody's always looking for easier ways to, to perform things and do things. And, you know, so maybe I can help you get through that honey-do list just a little bit uh, easier, better, smarter, quicker, faster for you. Um, so one of the tricks that, that we've done for, for quite a while is using a rubber band to keep your door open. So it basically if you take a rubber band and you hook it over to handle and you twist it once and you hook it on the opposite handle, it'll cross right over that, that striker and hold it pushed in. So like just for example, if you're carrying in groceries or like this morning I was getting a washer and dryer, um, you know, delivered and you do that to your handle. So that way they can shut the door behind them, just kind of push it shut. They can push it open and it, and it doesn't latch. So you just don't have to use the handle, but you can open and close that door to kind of keep your pets in and stuff like that as you're carrying things in and out very, very easily. Um, another trick um, we've used in the past is basically gluing a magnet onto the bottom of your hammer, um so that way you just don't have to put nails in your mouth as you're, you know, trying to nail things. You just stick them to that that magnet on the bottom of that hammer and drive your nails in. Um here's one of my personal favorites is, you know, using a strip of tape to help hang a picture. Um you can get it pretty much perfectly every time. And so if you've got a picture that's got like two places for for your nails, If you run a piece of tape across the back of that and then mark that piece of tape right where you need each nail, you get that width kind of perfectly on there. Stick that tape on the wall where you want it. You can kind of use your level to make sure that tape's straight. Then your picture will be straight. And get your nails in there, take the tape off, and bam, there's your picture hanging real nice and easy. And you don't have to go through all this measuring and figuring to get those, you know, into the right spot or possibly miss the spot. So um, another trick we've got here is trying to take out a screw that's stripped. Um, Again, turn to that rubber band. If it's kind of stripped and you're not being able to get it out real well, place a rubber band between the screwdriver and the stripped screw and force that, push down, force that in there, and start going. And that'll help kind of grip that screw head and and start backing that screw out for you, um, even if it's a little bit stripped um and and the last one i've got here is back into that screwdriver if you're trying to do that and you're having trouble you know getting enough force and really getting that screwdriver to turn or to get the screws tough backing out if you get the right size socket you can put a socket right on the end of the screwdriver then you've got that socket wrench on the end give you some leverage push down use that leverage to turn that screwdriver and back that screw out real easy for you so Hopefully, maybe that's some little tips and tricks that will help get you through some of that DIY or that honeydew list you've probably been working on, make things easier for you the next time you hang a picture. And if, you, if you're interested in any of these hacks, I, I do them every week. I've got a different one every week. Um did some home design ideas last week. If you're looking for any information on them, you can check me out on Facebook or Twitter. If you look Rich Oris uh slash Mosby on Facebook or just at Rich Oris on Twitter, you can find these hacks and you can find um all these, you know, you can go back and find some of the information on all of these or check out the podcast of the shows. And uh we will uh have those on my social media and everything for you from here on out, and you can find all that information. So Um, kind of slowly running out of time here, but you know, had, had a really good time and, um, hopefully those, those hacks, uh, will, will suit you well. And, um, you know, some of this bathroom information that we went over is going to help you. And, um, I appreciate the calls that we had from Mark, Kim and, uh, Robert. We had some really good questions and, you know, some some really good uh, information given out there, I feel. So I'm going to put these names, I'm getting these names in the hat, and we're going to kind of dish this around a little bit. And uh, we're going to pull out here, and we have uh, Mark. Mark has won the gift card. So, Mark, we will call you next week and uh, get your information and mail that out to you and for everybody else out there. Getting this gift card is, is so easy, um, You know, because we'll just get your information, get the address, mail the thing out to you. Don't even have to, you know, come to us or come to the station or anything like that. And I think last thing I'll, I'll go over here is um, I forgot to mention our seminar that Mosby's going to have. Um, our next seminar is on some exterior stuff. It is August 24th. It will be at the Lodge of De Pere at, uh at 1030 a.m., And you can get there around 10, they'll be getting set up and you can register um, either email at events at mosby.com or just give us a call 314-909-1800. We'll have a lot of great information, you know, on that uh, exteriors and and all the products and, you know, neat things for you there. So if you're thinking about an exterior project, come check that out. Um, I think you will really enjoy it. So for now... I would tell everybody, stay tuned for sellers all around the yard. And I had a great hour, and I look forward to talking to everybody next week. Have a good week.
0: Get more at 971talk.com.